Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howe. And I'm your co-host, Banshee Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We interview them, find out what makes them tick, and the cool things they're doing in our community that make it a great place to live and work, and how they have gone boss. So, who do we have on the program today? Today, we have Jenna Ashby from Habitat for What's it like to work with me? It's just working with you, but what's it like for you to work with me? We get a lot of questions, people, when they find out that we're a husband and wife team. Yes. We work together. Um, I own the company, and you're part owner now, too. But back in the day, it used to be I own the company, and he works for me. And people are like, oh, how does how does that go for you? Um, and most days, I think, speaking from my perspective, it works out pretty well. It does work out pretty well because we do a few things that uh, – Help us get through, which one of them is we drive separately. We do. We live in the same house, obviously, because we're married. Uh, we work in the same office, but we do drive separately. Um, neither one of us. I don't like to be beholden to someone else's schedule and to wait on someone. Yeah. Uh, so to figure out, like, okay, well, and you know, we do a lot of networking and networking groups and things. So it's like, okay, well, today Matt has Rotary, or tomorrow I have Altrusa, and trying to figure out our schedules and kids and stuff, like, it's, it's hard. Plus, we really like, we need that time to decompress. We live in farmland, so we get a good 25-minute drive, so it helps us to have some time. It's 25 minutes away from each other, and to, like, think about our thoughts and to decompress before we go home to, like, home life, which is different. So, we try to keep, I think, home and work separate. As much as we can. Now, we take a lot of work home, but we separate that of, uh, we have a home office, so one of us will go to the home office and away from the other one. Right, and when we're here at the office office, we're not like, okay, so what are you doing with the kids today, or something like that. So we we try. Sometimes it bleeds over. Yeah, now a lot of times, uh, um, we have a small office, so there's uh, sometimes up to four people in here working. So we have Amy over here, and we have Candace over here right now. Um, you have to use headphones. We do have to use headphones. Uh, I like to say we kind of have our own little co-working group in here, like co-work space, because uh, we're all working on our own projects in one big office. So we do all have our headphones. Uh, Matt sometimes has to look over to me and be like, stop talking to me. You're making me crazy. Uh, yes, that happens. <laughs> that happens. Uh, Matt likes to, He. I don't think he knows he does it, but he sighs. Like he's working on his computer. <gasps> Not like yes. that. That's a little exaggerated. No, it's like, <sighs> like, but he doesn't know he's doing it because he's got his headphones on. And I'm like, if you sigh, <laughs> I'm going to murder you. Uh, so there's that. And then I remember when we first started working together. Yes. So we had, I had just I, we, started we, Farmhouse. We weren't even working together, but you had started Farmhouse. I was working for an all-virtual company, so I was working from home. Right. So we were both working from the farmhouse in the same office at the same time. And I don't know if you know this about Matt, but he is a morning person, and I am not. Um, Absolutely not. So Matt had been up. You know, he'll get up early. He's been working for, like, two hours. I, like, mosey upstairs, and I've got my breakfast with me, and I'm going to, like, chill out and eat. I like to ease into my day. So I'm sitting at my computer, checking my emails, eating my toast, drinking my coffee, and Matt is like, what? I'm like, oh my God, could you eat that toast any louder? And I'm oh like, my God. Yes, I can. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Meow, 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 
Yes, that one. That one was funny. We we about didn't make it through that. Yeah, that was an adjustment. <laughs> Adjusting to working both of us from home, that was a lot of togetherness. So I think we worked that out okay. And like now we can be like, like stop talking to me. You're driving me crazy or whatever. Um, I have asked the empl- like the employees, Amy and Candace around here. Like I've worked for family companies before yes. where it is. There are no boundaries. It is not cool. Like, some brother was mad at the other brother, and, like, they'd come in and start dropping the F-bomb and whatever, and yelling, like, on the phone with a customer. So I always want to make sure that we're not like that. Our guest today is Jenna Ashby, Director of Impact and Programs at Muncie Habitat for Humanity. How are you doing today? Great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Just jump right into it. Okay. I'll jump right in. So I am from Muncie. Everybody always says, oh, how long have you lived in Muncie? And I'm like, hmm, 40 years, surprisingly enough. I'm also 40. Um, So born in Muncie, from Muncie. Both my parents are from Muncie. Um, went to Muncie schools for elementary, so I went to Morrison Mock all through elementary, and then my mom got married when I was going into fifth grade, and we moved like three miles away and changed schools to Yorktown, so okay. graduated from Yorktown, went to Ball State, um, my degrees in social work. While at Ball State, I volunteered at A Better Way, Okay. so that was my first job out of college, Oh. and I worked there the first six years after college. And then came to Habitat, and this is my 13th year there. Wow. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Nice. So tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So uh, my husband, Shannon, and I have been um, together since I was a junior in high school. Okay. (laughs) We started dating and then got married in 2000. And we have two boys. Colin is 16 as of last week. So we're going to have a driver in our house in a few months, which is crazy. That is crazy. And then our younger son, Gavin, is 13. Okay. So Interesting. Yeah. Holdy's counting down the days until he gets to get his permit. And yeah. we're like, yeah. uh, no, I don't know about that. not ready for that. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I've been through it twice. And I mean, it yeah. is nerve-wracking driving with him, especially those those first few times where it's yeah. like, I can't, I can't get my... Uh, leg over there to the break. Dang yep. it. <laughs> I know. Colin really does pretty good. Like, I, I'm not too, I, I think I have the healthy amount of fear. He's not, you know, scaring us too bad when we're in the car with him. Well, that's but. good. Uh, there's a story that we tell Matt was taking Maddie out driving, uh, mm-hmm. and she, you know, new drivers hug the side of the road and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And we live obviously out in the country yeah. and there's culverts and ditches yes, and all that. Here. And so Matt's like, culverts kill, culverts kill, get over. Uh, and I think he made her cry and it was just not, not a good time. But no one has ever hit a culvert in well, my yes. family. So. And culverts do kill. They do. This is they so do. true. It is true. <laughs> we live in the country too. So yeah, we're like, you got to learn how to, what do you do when you drop your tire off the side of the road accidentally? Mm-hmm. How do you correct, but not overcorrect? Over yeah. Yeah. But what do you do when you hit a pothole and <laughs> all that kind of stuff? So yeah, yeah. it's, it's those things you got to do. But I refuse to be the one in our family who teaches anyone to drive because <laughs> I am a very nervous uh, passenger and nobody wants me to uh, be hanging out yeah. while they're learning to drive. It's no fun. So, well, good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. 
Uh, fun fact about Jenna, um, we call her our quasi cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because your mom is dating partner. I don't know what you like. I don't know. They live together. So yes, with Matt's uncle. Yes. yes. What does mom call it? She used to refer to Keith as her dater. <laughs> I'm trying to think what she calls him now. But they have been together since I was pregnant for Colin. Yeah. So he is essentially my kid's grandpa. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. And they're, they're, they're together. They live together. Keith and, and Birdie live behind the next farm field. Yeah, like a us. mile over from us, we right can, behind us. We can yep. see their house uh, when the corn is down. So, yeah, we're like. She's like our common-law cousin, sort of. Yes. yes. There you I go. I love it. Common-law cousin. There you go. And then the other, you know, like strange bit of family history is that Ronnie and Angie live in my great-grandparents' farm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. The Watt Farm, right? The Watt Farm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I learned something new today. Uh, and Ronnie also, and Angie are Matt's mom and dad. Also about that farm, and I'm not sure if they owned it at the time, but there were uh, German POWs came out and picked peas at that farm. Uh, during World War II. Wow. Yeah. They would not have been there then. Okay. Then I the didn't Watt know. Farm was over off Wilson Road. Okay. And later they moved out to farmland. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah I was right. just telling Amy about that yesterday. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> German POWs were picking peas out in the field? Yeah, yeah, I, could was, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> imagine anybody planting peas out there. But, right. You know. My dad always says that the back bedroom was the coldest room he's ever been in his life. <laughs> Upstairs, back bedroom. <laughs> coldest room he's ever been in his life okay matt and uh mark used to have to open the window up there because it was so hot but only because they had the we had a wood burning a stove, wood burning down stove below. yeah and it oh blew right up into that room <laughs> my dad would uh have it so hot it would glow red at night you could oh. turn off lights and and you could see the pipes <laughs> where the uh, air the blower uh blew it out they, they were red in there it was crazy. Yeah. So you guys would open the window in the middle of the winter because mm. you guys were so hot. But then in the morning you wake up shivering because the it fire had so died cold. down. It was so cold. <laughs> so good times in the farmhouse. Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Do you have a favorite book? Ooh, I love to read. And I am really guilty of like being reading multiple books at the same time okay which I never thought I would do that I used to read mainly novels and you know start one and finish it two or three days later and now I'm like reading a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then this so usually always have some mix of multiple books so something kind of work related something kind of church related which sometimes overlaps mm -hmm. and then sometimes but not as much anymore something that's more fun okay Cool. So, tell me, uh, tell me about your work at Habitat. Yeah. You've been doing this a while now. I've been doing this a while. So I started back in 2006 as program director, and we always laugh in nonprofits. Program director is like any job and any mix of jobs as well, and especially in like the Habitat world. So when I started at Habitat, I worked with all of our partner families and our volunteers which was amazing. So the first probably six or seven years I worked at Habitat, I was on the job site every time we had volunteers. So Fridays and Saturdays and wow. so yeah. much fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then have transitioned into other roles, obviously, through that time. So I do all of our like property acquisition and land management, which is pretty fun, you know, going and looking in tons and tons of houses and deciding if it's something that we think we can rehab or not. And then... As we have moved into our affiliate working in a neighborhood revitalization model, that's really become the focus of my work, which is so much fun. So with the 812 Coalition, 
So we have multiple, multiple partners who are working with us to revitalize Thomas Park, Avondale, and South Central neighborhoods um, and just having an absolute blast doing it and getting to know neighbors. And that and that's a big change from the way it used to yeah. be because you, you were all all across the city. It's uh, it's over here. It's over there. But this, you get to focus in just one area and get to know everybody in oh, that area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we say, so Habitat's mission is all about building homes, communities, and hope. And when we started looking at neighborhood revitalization, we knew we were building homes really well. Like that part of our mission, there was no question. We knew how to do that. We had great support. We had great volunteers. And we knew that part. But were we really living out our full mission of building communities and hope? And neighborhood revitalization has really been the way that we can fully live into that mission. So it's great. That's it's really super fun. That's really cool. And then you can see the impact like you're making on not just one house, one family, but then as it grows throughout the community yeah. and all and, that. And watching residents like gain new skills and become advocates for themselves and for their neighborhood. I was doing a training a couple of years ago now and one of our a couple of our residents came to it and someone that was a pretty influential person in the community asked a question of me and one of our residents spoke up to answer the question and oh, I was wow. like this is awesome this is exactly what <laughs> would happen for her to feel empowered to share the story and share the impact um, and what she's doing in her neighborhood was like this is it you know it's like one of those little affirmations that okay what we're doing this is working awesome that's really cool I really I really enjoy hearing those kinds of those kind of stories and positive impacts that we're making and all that kind of thing um tell me what's something you had known wish you had known when you first started out Ooh, like ever in life or <laughs> anything ever in life or in your position or oh like you, you are gonna fail at things you are gonna try things that don't work and we have a course that all of our partner families at Habitat go through and it's called um, the Family Life Seminar. And it is kind of like, I always describe it as like old school home ec. So one of the teachings in it is all about humility and two sides of humility that I never really thought of about. So one is being humble, like not being too puffed up by our successes. But the other piece of it is not being too devastated by the times we fail. And I'm like, never thought of that before but I think like we're all going to do things that don't work out the way mm -hmm. that we think they're going to do we have this you know great idea and we think all the chips are going to fall into place and because you don't do it right or some outside force comes in and it just doesn't go the way you think it is going to that idea of not being too devastated by the times things don't go the way we think they're going to that's good because it's I mean yeah it's not going to go the way you hope it's going to and to learn Learn that that's not the end of the world. Yeah. I think some some people get very sidetracked by that and yeah. everything. So, yeah. What's one thing you uh, you want to do before it's all over? You might. Oh my go gosh! On. I hope it's not over for a long time. I know. <laughs> what's on your bucket list? What's on your bucket list? What uh, what's that thing you want to do? Oh boy, I don't know. Like travel. Who doesn't love to go places, see new things, do new do new things? Just be open to having fun and mm -hmm. doing what comes in front of you and not not don't be afraid now you're the outdoorsy type right meaning you I think get, so. you, you yeah. and the family go out and, and, and camp and do. do all the the stuff tell us about that yeah we love to go camping so we started off our camping life 
my husband and I camped some in like a tent, right? Okay. We didn't do too much tent camping with our kids. Maybe just a little bit. That's hard with kids. <laughs> yes. But one day I was on my way to church and I noticed that our neighbors had put out a little pop-up camper for sale. And for some reason, Shannon and I were driving to church separately that day. Mm-hmm. And he is late. And I have in the back of my head, I'm like, he totally went down the same room I did. And he is buying that camper. I just <laughs> know it. I just know it. And he walks in church and I look at him and I was like, you, you did it, didn't you? He's like, what, what do you think I did? And I'm like, you bought that camper, didn't you? He's like, well, I told the guy after church you would come and look at it too. But yeah, I think we're going to buy this camper. So we bought this like early 80s pop-up, but it was like a time capsule, right? Okay. So totally like all the burnt orange and brown you could imagine. Awesome. <laughs> and we camped in it for quite a few years until just two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, maybe we're going to step it up now from this <laughs> – from this to the next thing. So now we have like a 1993 time capsule and I've got all of the mauve and sage green oh, that beautiful. you'd ever want. Nice. Um, That's a great we, upgrade. It upgrade. really is. Well, and your kids are growing and getting bigger. I would imagine camping in yeah. a pop-up. Pop up. We were out of space. With 15-year-old boys would yeah. be tough. <laughs> we were out of space. So we love to go state parks, hiking. We have dear, dear friends who always go camping. For the most part, we always go together. And um, they know that, like, if we start out on a hike that I'm leading, it's probably going to be longer than what you anticipated, and you might have to do things that are a little more challenging than you thought you were going to do. Um, But I don't always make them cry. (laughs) Occasionally, the kids get a little, like, how many miles was this? But we... We do enjoy being oh, outside and cool. seeing things that you can't see out your window of your car. True. Do you have a favorite place uh, that you've gone camping? So we went to Red River Gorge a couple of years ago in Kentucky. Ooh. It was really, really amazing. Then Hocking Hills over in Ohio. Yep, we've been, been there twice. Yeah. Yeah. My idea of camping, I have to say, um, is if I'm going to do it, I would prefer to be in a cabin that has like running water and all of that <laughs> and a hot tub <laughs> and out a hot the back. tub out in the thing i yeah. definitely am not a tent camper and if i'm gonna go in an rv i really my dream one day is to buy like a big giant like rock star rv yeah. and take that around the country but i don't have like a hundred thousand dollars to do that so. right so we'll stick with cabins in the woods yes <laughs> with hot tubs <laughs> So, uh, what do you do to maintain a positive attitude in life? Because you seem like a pretty positive, upbeat person. Ooh. Well, my husband's super positive, so I think that that helps to surround yourself with other Mm -hmm. people who are pretty positive, have a good outlook on life. I think um, we try to be pretty involved in our church, and I think we've just gotten to know um, and have relationship with people who are all different ages through our church, and I think that that also you see the perspective on like people who are older than you and have been through really hard things in life and yet they still see that there's purpose in their life and they don't stop and ask like why me why did this terrible thing happen they just you know still feel like there's purpose and there's meaning and don't get too defeated by the hard things awesome what would you describe as your purpose in life don't be an idiot too often 
Um, that's, <laughs> that's a good one too. <laughs> More people need that. Yes. Um, like you hope you think you hope that you leave things better, um, like that you didn't do any harm, mm-hmm. that you leave things better than they were before, and that you've let people know that you love them and that they're important to you and hopefully you raise kids that contribute to society as well (laughs) that's always a good hope as well yeah so what job would you be terrible at used car salesman i don't know i think i could probably sell used cars i've done a lot of interesting jobs well tell me about about some of those um Okay, so my mom worked at Ed's Warehouse, yep, right, which many was an appliance store. So when I was probably 14, I started working at Ed's, so oh. um, and really worked there until I was 21, I think, maybe even a little older. I always had a ton of part-time jobs, so okay. worked at Ed's Warehouse, so, you know. I What'd can, you do there, though? Uh, checked out customers. Okay. Oh, You know, okay. like the cashier. Also, we would like look up parts on microfish you know because we <laughs> oh, have yeah. a service <laughs> department <laughs> right right okay. so you had to get the thing out pull your thing look for the i'm doing hand motions but yeah just like an old school library we had to look up things on microfish so you could figure out what part number you needed to order for something oh, wow. for the service department so um but i loved the like managing the at the end of the day, like doing the daily sheet, you know, because mm-hmm. this was old school accounting kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It wasn't computers. There's no computers, right? There, no, yeah. there wasn't computers. There wasn't all these things. So at the end of the day, you know, when you tallied up what your sales were and your tax sales and you did the deposit and it all matched, I love that. I love like that. That is like so satisfying to me. But then my grandparents on my dad's side owned a record service. Mm. So that was another one of my part-time jobs that I had for years and years and years was the dispatcher of a towing business. And there's something really satisfying, too, about, like, when you get that new call in and you've got to rethink where everybody is at and then change your you know, logistics, logistics yeah. of it. Oh. It's like a puzzle. It's like a big puzzle. Yeah. So super fun as That's well. Interesting. That's pretty yeah. cool. Let's see. I worked at LS Ayers. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the men's department, so sold clothes. Very, you know, probably not super exciting. Um, was a waitress at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Worked at McDonald's. In the early days of Texas Roadhouse? Yeah, in Anderson. Okay. Oh, because okay. for some reason, uh, one of my high school best friends and I and a couple other people from school, we all thought that we made more money in Anderson than the Muncie waitresses did. Okay. Okay. So we drove to Anderson to work at Texas Roadhouse. Which okay. actually wasn't that I mean it's not, far. That, it's not far. that far. But yeah, yeah, I know I grew up in Alexandria and we never came to Muncie because it was so far away. Yeah. And it was like the big city. Like we only came over here when we needed to buy bust around shoes or go to one accord when we were mm. when I was for young. Sopapias? Yeah, for yeah, Sopapias. Yeah. And a little flag. Um, and a little flag. And, and my sister more. and I used to fight over who got to put the flag yes. up in town and all of that. <laughs> but yeah, we would go to Anderson but like never come to Muncie because that was the big the big city. I yeah. Don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> what does success look like or mean to you? We have been doing a lot of reading around the office about Enneagram numbers. Are you have you guys yes. been reading about this? I've okay. read about it. Matt, right. Matt hasn't, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so all about your core motivation, right? Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. a three, and when you read it, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is totally who I am. And I don't really like all the parts <laughs> about it. I, I am a three as well, and yes. I'm, you read it, and you're like, 
Oh, I am. Totally it hits really like close that. to home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Shannon always teases me. So a three is an achiever, right? Okay. We get like getting things done is a good, you know, right. makes you gives feel you good. energy. Makes you feel good. Gives yeah. you energy, right? And like dealing with how things make you feel is not particularly important so you're gonna start laughing now (laughs) three but so shannon always is teases me about getting my feeling hurt that i have one and that occasionally i let it come out of the box and then he's like oh did you take your feeling out today (laughs) so i think you've now given matt ideas so yes he really thinks that's hilarious to ask oh he's oh Oh, did you take your feeling out today? Yeah. yeah. I know. My kids are like, why can't you just feel more? I'm like, I just, uh, I just don't. Like, I mean, <laughs> I feel for you and I want you to be successful, yes. but like, you're not going to hurt my feelings because I don't really have them. <laughs> like empathy. Like I can be very empathetic and I, f- I think I feel for other people much more than myself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. you know feel sad for something someone else is going through but mm. if it's my own thing it's like well this is how it is it's how it is you just gotta suck it up yep. right <laughs> i have found my spirit these animal. are there not necessarily great no attribute not. of a human so uh if you were talking to a younger person maybe in their 20s or something like that um what would you tell them what, what's your what's your career advice or life advice yeah do things that bring you joy okay have fun don't do a job that you hate. Don't spend time with people you don't like. Like Life's too short for those things. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to have you in here. And I yes. love doing these interviews because I always learn something new, even about people that I've known for years and years and years. So thanks so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. So it's another edition of What Angie Hates, and this time we're talking about Facebook Marketplace. Yes. You know what I hate? Facebook Marketplace. Why is that? Because people on there are idiots. Like, <laughs> I mean... Don't say idiots. My gosh. They're not... I don't know. Like, okay. I have sold quite a few things on Facebook Marketplace because we, like, got a load of, like, Pokemon junk from, like, our son and whatever and stuff like that. Yeah. So I am experienced in the Facebook Marketplace world. Uh, plus mommy groups and kids clothes and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I live in farmland. Yeah. But I put on there, I live in farmland. I also put on there, you know, can also pick up in Muzzy because I go all over. And there's this little map that there's shows up. There's this little thing called a map. So, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people are like, where, where are you located? I'm like, farmland. And they say, where is that? And I'm like, in the time it took you to type, where is that? You could have looked up and saw the map. map. You could have Googled Uh, uh, farmland. Like, there's all kinds of things. Like, you could have figured it out. Whatever. Yes. Uh, So, that's annoying. Second, it's like, um, can you hold it till I get paid in, like, two weeks? What? Yeah, or, like, next Tuesday or something. Or tax time. Anything around tax time in January or February, they're going to be like, hey, can you hold it for a couple of weeks? Can you hold it till my tax check? I am selling, like, I am selling a bag of kids' clothes for, like, $7. Like, Come on. Come on. You can find the $7. <laughs> or you don't need it that bad. I'm not, I'll maybe hold it till like tomorrow when we can meet or whatever. Or like, I can only meet at a certain time in a certain place. I'm like, no, dude, I am doing the selling. You come to me. 
Yeah. No, I always like the uh, pick up in uh, farmland or pick up at the VP, pick up at yeah. the Dollar General. You know, these public pa- places where you. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to some sketchy house where like whatever. Yeah, I love people that try that. Like, oh, I live over here on uh, in Winchester. Why don't you come on over? It's like no. No, I don't feel like getting murdered today, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny. Your mom did Facebook Marketplace once. She, oh yeah. Remember she bought a stove. Oh yes, um, Facebook Marketplace, and she just like her. Did she take your dad with her? Yep, her and dad went over, and they and, went to the sketchy house, and they had to move the stove out of the sketchy house into their uh, truck. Yeah, and it everything. wasn't ready to go or anything. And this was like the first time they ever interacted this way with uh, Facebook Marketplace. I know, so I'm like, it was funny. <laughs> I wish they would have taken one of us or something, because sheesh, I don't know. And Amy, our coworker here. Uh, she's made Matt. You go with her before. Oh yeah! Like she bought a computer one time, and and we went. We we looked it up on the map, of yeah, course, because we're a map. we're we're that kind of people. But we were like, okay, well, it's in the sketchy part of Muncie, so uh, I'll go with you and yeah. make sure that neither one of us gets murdered. So that would be good. So it's just it's convenient. It's nice. I like I like the fact that it exists. I can unload my crap on other people who want my crap, which is fine because I'm a minimalist and I'm all about getting rid of stuff in my house. But if they could just be less, more accommodating, yeah, or just like I don't know, just a little more with it, that would be good. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook. Just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone Boss.